one five four six eight nine two three three four seven three seven zero four seven six four three two nine four five two three nine seven four seven nine. I feel abused. I have no idea what's going on. Eight oh eight. All right, that's my recording. Eight oh eight of your time. Now, bye bye, baby. Chowky meowky. What have we done? So what was your coffee this morning, Adam? It was the same coffee as last time. Well, Really? The same bag? It, yeah, the exact same coffee. I just kept it in the fridge for a month. Yeah. No. It's not the same bag. It's Well, it's, it, it's a different bag of the same type. I keep buying them. So I was usually grinding my coffees because that's much better. But then I discovered this bag in the grocery store. It, it's the Cafe Direct, as I mentioned last time. But it's actually really nice. I don't want to say compromise because it actually tastes really good. But like it's pre-ground coffee that's surprisingly good. Even after a week or two, it never lasts that long. And so I don't have to grind it. And I can just, you know, make the coffee and go. And it's actually really good. Yeah, I, I think we had this conversation about people, you know, some people like grinding coffee because it's relaxing. And for me, it's relaxing to think about grinding coffee while I don't have to do that. So, yeah, it, okay. it, it's, it's a that's, winner for that's me. Fair. Did you make it via French press as well? Yep, French press the same way okay. as last time with a little bit of cream. I'm wondering whether we should make this a standard topic. We should. What coffee are we drinking today? <laughs> we have the same coffee every time. We have the same discussion every time. Just as a tradition, you know. Well, but my coffee's different. Oh, today. so what's your coffee, Brian? So um, my coffee was made using the SCP method. What's the SCP method? Somebody else's problem. I didn't make the coffee oh. this morning. My partner did. So you don't know what coffee is that? Well, I do. So I know she used a French press, but I have no idea what timing she used because... She and I disagree on the use of clocks um, <laughs> or stopwatches. And um, I know that it's one of the two coffees that we bought at uh, Kupi Luvak. Oh. Because uh, we were in there. We had run out of coffees, and we went in there, and I don't remember what her requi- request was, but she asked for, I think, the, the, the freshest roasted coffee that they have because they roast on site. And there were two options, and we wound up buying like 250 grams or whatever, both options. And I opened one of them, and one of them is named like Brazil, and the other one's named like some other country. And so I don't remember, Colombia maybe, I don't know. Um, so we opened one of them, and I ground it uh, a couple days ago. I ground the whole bag, because um, that's my compromise. Oh. We have a grinder in the house, but I grind the whole bag at once and put it into one of those airtight containers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so she used that coffee. I like, I'm 99.9% certain cause I didn't hear the grinder go off. And, uh, the only other coffee that's pre-ground in our house is total garbage. Uh, and it's over a year old and we only keep it. And I know uh. she's not listening to this cause she doesn't listen to English language podcasts. Um, we keep it for one of her sisters, not the one that is visiting right now to make this horrible, weird, quasi Turkish coffee where she dumps like two scoops of espresso ground coffee into water and then stares at it. Oh, that's a very typical Czech coffee. That's terrible, dude. It's horrible. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah, it's, I don't get it. But anyway, leaving all of that aside, um, we also used, this is what I was going to say, we also used 80 grams of it to make a cold brew. Because oh, I, I got for my birthday a Mizudashi time. pot from Hario, um, uh, from the, the sister that doesn't drink terrible coffee. And um, so I used it to make cold brew, which was kind of cool. Um, I mean, not that you necessarily need a special pot to make cold brew, but it was cute to have one. And so we're looking forward to making another pot of cold brew. Um, but this was not reheated cold brew because I went and poured myself a second glass. I remember the same store from Brno, and I bought a coffee in there as well, and it was really good. You know what I really like about that store? This is going to sound stupid. They have a ton of coffees, which is cute. But you can go in there, and for 15 crowns, they will sell you a really nice cup of batch brew, like 200 milliliters of batch brew for 15 crowns. And if you buy nine, I think it is, you get the 10th one free, and they have an electric stamp card. So there's a little app on my phone that they use as their stamp card, which makes it So that would be the only store i've seen in czech republic that has batch brew for like a reasonable price yep because whenever i go to a coffee shop and these are usually like like a hipster type coffee shops mm-hmm. or whatever making nice coffee but then they give you a tiny cup of of batch brew that's the same price as a handcrafted cappuccino or something and i can never understand why that's a thing that's changed really um, not all of them. Uh, we had, uh, we had a, a breakfast after the baby's doctor's appointment yesterday at one of the cafes and they gave you like 180 mils of batch brew for like 28 crowns if you bought a breakfast, which was kind of at the ripoff end of the spectrum in my opinion. But the store right here below me and a lot of the other ones now, they give you a large cup of batch brew, but you still pay the price of an espresso. Um, whereas the Kupi Luvak people are great because they change the batch brew every day. So you go in there and you don't know what they've brewed necessarily, but it's always something new. And they do, they've done this several times now and I've never made it there where every hour they'll brew a new coffee in their batch brew. Um, do they have desks? No, they don't have desks, unfortunately, but a friend of ours back when people still went to the office works across the street from them. And they do have a discount if you bring your own cup, which is also awesome. Oh, like from the 15 um, crowns, they even give you a cheaper coffee if you bring your own yeah, cup. Yeah, I think it's, I think it may actually be it's 20 and it goes to 15 or it's 15 and it goes to 13. Like I'd have to go look up the exact numbers. Just for people, it's like 50 euro cents. But, but they, they have these days where they'll change the, the batch brew every hour so you can taste different coffees. Wow. And they did do a preparation day where every hour they did different preps, um, you know, it was for demo and all, because they sell all the equipment and stuff. Oh, man, I miss coffee shops. I haven't been in a coffee shop, like, sat in a coffee shop since the pandemic. I already bought a coffee to go, but, yeah, I, I really miss just taking my laptop and just going to a cool place and tasting various different coffees. And well, Given that you all are still having a mask order for the subway, that's probably a smart move on your part. Because um, we don't have any mask orders left in in Brno at all. Um, my, when we went to the doctor, the doctor and the nurse were wearing masks, which just seems like a prudent thing for them to frankly do on a daily basis because they deal with sick babies. Um, we were there for yeah. a healthy baby visit. But um, 
nonetheless, that just seemed prudent, but like, there's no mask orders. Um, I had to dig out my mask actually to enter the office for my, my grab and go. A podcast episode about starting a podcast about starting a podcast. Yep. And I just opened the pre-recording checklist half hour in and I just closed the windows. Oh yeah. That's a good idea to check. So (laughs) I can read it. So you don't have to find it. So you need to have a disk space availability. Computer said to do not disturb, but done. Yes, done. Sound level check. Um, I guess that's too late for that. Make sure any loud appliances are turned off. Close the windows. Move away objects that make sound. Brian, where's your baby? <laughs> She's in the other room. Uh, her aunt's here with her too. Make sure to enable recording. Please tell me that we all have that. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm recording. Oh, I don't know where... Okay. I guess this is recording. Um, and then there's Beck's magic section. I don't know what that is. Find Mac in um, all the mess on your desk. <laughs> yeah, I think that really was it, which is... So I actually... The Mac now has a shelf. Ooh. It's not the shelf I wanted to have, but it is a shelf. I'm pretty impressed with myself there. My Mac has a drawer in the cabinet. Well, the Mac's not on the shelf at the moment because I haven't figured out how to use it on the shelf. I just want to be very clear. (laughs) But it's baby steps. Actually, I haven't checked if Logic is using the right input. And it is. Excellent. Because my monitor has an input as well. It has a microphone, but it's not a really good microphone. (laughs) But it would definitely catch my voice. (laughs) Right. So the other day I did uh, uh, um, realize one reason why I would consider moving to a like an XLR mic- XLR microphone and set up like that. Hmm. Because the, uh, 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 last week I've had a couple of times where my laptop just where for some reason none of the USB stuff from my monitor comes through to my laptop anymore. Oh. And it would just crash. Well... It wouldn't crash because as soon as I disconnected everything via USB, it just worked. Um, So that's why I now have like my network cable, my microphone and like my uh, 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 everything just connected directly into my laptop Hmm. Uh, because I still haven't figured out like what's exactly going on there. They make these things called USB hubs and Velcro. Just saying. You could literally just stick it to the back of the monitor and never troubleshoot that hardware. Well, so my monitor has a USB hub built in. Exactly, that you'll never be able to troubleshoot. So just stick a new one on the back. It's like in the old days of tube TVs when we just give up and stack one on top. And the most annoying part is that like, I'm using the, the Magic Trackpad 2. Um, and... If it stops working, like if the computer connection stops working, like it physically just does not move. It feels so wrong to just try pressing on something that doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, because it doesn't have a button. It's just gives you the tactile feedback. Yes. And if the tactile (laughs) feedback stops working, if the computer doesn't respond. Yep. I actually never use it for clicking. I only use it for swipe gestures and for scrolling because I hate scrolling on the mouse, but I use the mouse for clicking. 
Right. Yeah, no, like I'm using it for everything because mm-hmm. I love it. This is the trackpad you're talking about? Yeah. The 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 Apple Magic Trackpad 2. I have the previous generation of that also sitting here. Yep. So that one has a physical button, so you don't have that problem. <laughs> right. The 2, the trackpad 2 does not have a physical button. Um it's the same as the newer MacBook as the newer MacBooks. It has the 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 haptic feedback instead so you can actually configure how hard you need to press for everything etc and it has multiple levels of pressing but as i said like if the connection to your laptop gets broken it's really frustrating because it just does not give any feedback you need a usb hub as brian said (laughs) just saying works like a charm my keyboard has its things as well, so it sometimes just forgets about the key, so the key doesn't work. So I had to unplug it and plug it again. And sometimes a key gets stuck. It's usually a backspace, and it just like starts deleting everything. And I was like, no, 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 no stop! So I used to unplug it, wait like two seconds, plug it back, and then it's okay. So that's like. One of the disadvantages of this keyboard is just like randomly getting stuck and getting ran- doing random stuff and I can't configure it. But it has cool switches, so it's great. I will say garbage keyboard has never had any of these problems. <laughs> and from what I understand, garbage keyboard can be put through a dishwasher. Wait, wait. You said that too <laughs> in a very happy way. What are you doing in... What were you doing in the office with the keyboard, Brian? <laughs> Why did it disappear for two hours sometimes? Oh, dude, seriously, I never thought about that. I could have put it in the dishwasher in the office. <laughs> Except I don't know enough check to ask the lady to not use soap. Just touch it and, you know, that'll be fine. I don't know enough check to be able to start the dishwasher. Proceed, dishwasher. Start OV. Maybe you can put it in a washing machine at home. Oh, there's the silence of thinking. Oh, God. Okay. No, that's the silence of not wanting to replace my washing machine. Yeah. So you you beat all around this. Um, do you want to talk about the equipment that you purchased for this episode-y, podcast-y stuff? Sure. It was just an idea of, like, a bunch of things that we, we learned that we might, you know, just talk through. Though none of us is any specialist in it. Right. And we're not sharing years of experience. It's just like, hey, this is the research that we've done, like the minimum to get this thing running. It took us a very long time. And maybe that might be useful. Maybe that might not be useful. I don't know. Well, I, I worked very hard to become equipped for this podcast. We know. <laughs> yep. I had to borrow my partner's old MacBook Air from 2015. Figure out why it wouldn't turn on dead battery just needed to be charged um from my job i have a zoom h2n mic that uh was bought for a project that never got off the ground and my successor is in a different country and it is not worth mailing the mic halfway around the world to her so uh, marie if you're listening and you really want the mic let me know uh, but otherwise <laughs> i've just borrowed it for this and i have a random you know one of those bendy leg can wrap around a pole tripod things that I bought right after I bought my first phone, my first smartphone with a camera. 
and I've never really used it for that, but my partner uses it extensively for that, so I steal it back to hold the microphone because I still haven't bought a boom arm, which is possibly the only thing I am considering actually buying at this moment. <laughs> so he stole everything or just borrowed everything? Stole, borrowed, or actually, yeah, 100% of this except for the tripod doesn't belong to me, technically. <laughs> I mean, it's my partner's Mac and, and works microphone. But yeah, and there you go. And I usually remember to put all the pieces into the correct ports and start the software in the correct order. And the only reason I'm using the Mac was I couldn't get something working on my Linux box, which in retrospect was probably because at that time it was still using the docking station, which turned out to be the source of all problems for my Linux box. Um, so I simply right. removed the docking station. I'm going to go get some coffee because y'all are going to talk. <laughs> Oh, can you, can you bring me some as well, please? <laughs> I'm hoping there's still some made. The last sip of my coffee. Yeah. We should also ask him to confirm whether or not he has a pop filter. I doubt it, but... That's true, we need to ask. We need to wait for Brian with our microphone stories because he really wants to hear it again. So I'm wearing wireless headphones. I can hear you while I'm pouring coffee. I wanted to know whether you have a pop filter, because that's the one thing that you didn't yet enter. No, I don't. Um, okay. So weirdly, um, another colleague at work. So this microphone got bought um, for a project where I was going to be recording community members while I was the FK. And for a variety of reasons, it never got off the ground. And uh, I bought it on the recommendation of my colleague Rich Bowen over in the CentOS community, uh, then I think still with RDO, because he does he did this amazing series of videos uh, around OpenStack, which you should go online and look at. And he uses, amongst other things, this thing, and he has a pop filter. So a third colleague of mine bought the same setup, and she bought the pop filter. And we used to call it, I think, Mr. Itchy or something. I don't know, it was this freaky little fuzzy thing. <laughs> So long story short, she left the company and she brought all her equipment for whatever reason to Brno. No, she sent some of the equipment somewhere, but anyway, she brought the pop filter to Brno and gave it to me as more of a joke than anything, but that way it didn't leave the company. Because, you know, that pop filter, that could be the end of everything profitable for the entire world, right? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where it is, but she knows she gave Mr. Itchy Scratchy to me, but I don't know where it went, so I don't have a pop filter. But you're not going to buy one because... You have a pop filter, right? No, I don't. I'm using the raw microphone. And I don't even know how to use all the buttons on it because this is not my area of dark magic. You should get a microphone as I, like I have. It has no buttons. It just has a single cable that you plug into it and it goes to a box that has a bunch of buttons and knobs and everything and it's so complicated. You would love it. I'm kind of not motivated, A, because this works, and B, because... Um, we may be moving in a few months. And so if I have to move and set up a whole new desky office space anyway, then I'll buy equipment that fits that room better. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I know it's a microphone. You can reuse it anything, just buy a different arm or whatever. But still, like I'm just terribly unmotivated to go shopping. I'm worried I'll fall into a keyboard switch hole. You definitely will if you get, if you buy microphones because there's so many different choices for them. I don't even know what cardioid means, other than I think there might be a part of your body that's cardioidal. <laughs> so, 
cardioid is recording pattern basically it it indicates that the microphone is most sensitive on the front and way less sensitive on the other directions right and my microphone is cardioid so if i talk from the front and i just like move to the side and now i'm you know from the other side and now i'm just coming back you can maybe hear how, yep. how is the difference interesting because this one has a little switch at the top ms xy tucha and forcha and it has little patterns which is how i recall right. when we were doing the demo uh episode that we never released a long long time ago not the actual first episode um I played with all of them and we decided I should use XY. So I think in software it turns on and off various um, sensors. I guess right. that might be hardware even. Yeah, my microphone also has a toggle for that um, and it just enables or disables certain con uh, uh, and elements, like condenser elements. Yeah, because I, I, I read about the mic, and it, it could have been the Blue Yeti, I think. So you, you can yeah. have it as cardioid, so I mean, it just like picks up you, like from one side, which is good for, you know, eliminating noise and everything. But you can also use it for two people in the same room, so just like switch the other side on, and then it picks up both sides. Yep. But it's actually doing it in hardware. Yep, so it has that, and also a, like, all around, and it also has a stereo mode. So then left and right are actually recorded and sent as different channels. Oh, wow. This mic yeah. does that, if I'm not mistaken, all of those things. And the only reason I think it does it in software is this uh, little rotating bit has all of the tactile fun of a soft switch. Oh, sure. It, it can just like talk to a tiny computer that will just like, you know, do things to the hardware. But like it, it needs to physically turn on and off various elements in the microphone, like the sensors or how, however they go. Well, or just connect slash disconnect the sensors. Right. Or just not save their inputs. Yeah. Right. So now I'm actually curious, what type of microphone is this Zoom H2N? I'm going to send you a couple photos. You know, I mean, like the, 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 the type of microphone. No, you, uh, you want to look up like the specs. That's fine. Yes. So I'm just looking at images and it even has a display and things. Can it even record like on itself? So you don't. Yeah, it can. And it's got a memory. Uh, I forget what kind of memory this thing takes, but it's got a card of whatever the appropriate format is. How interesting. SD so or you can just take it with you and just do a, you know, recording on the go. You don't need a computer or anything. You can just literally use that mic and that's yeah, it. Which Interesting. Now it makes me wonder if there's a battery I could have stolen from it to power a wireless keyboard last night. <laughs> yeah, it probably has its own type of battery. I don't know. I don't think there's a USB charging option. No, I can see in the picture huh. they had just standard batteries like the AA ones. Or Yeah, I can't remember if there's one in it, though. Well, according to the specs, it has a USB mini B. Oh, two times double A battery. I'll there have to look go. to see if I ever actually put batteries in it. It's kind of cute, though. Check it now. You, you should fiddle with your microphone now and, you know. No, no, that would be a bad plan. I remember enough to know that I shouldn't play with the game, and I use the play button to go through the soft, you know, as a soft menu button to get through the menu to get it connected to the PC. And hilariously, it has a line in, which I'm assuming you use when you're recording just with it, and you need to get input from a... 
third device. Yeah, maybe you can plug a microphone into that microphone. There's a line in jack that can accept two channels of mic and or line level signals. There you go. Including microphones requiring plug-in power. This seems like, like it seems like Rich knew what he was doing when he recommended this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so I actually found like the diagrams of the different mode configurations in it. And yeah, uh, XY seems to be cardioid. So it, the way I read it is there's XY, which is me talking alone. There's MS, which is me talking to somebody, but I don't want my voice recorded, just theirs. And then there's the flowers where you get either two or four channels of output files, but it records 360. Huh, it could be. I don't know. That's literally my interpretation based on the hieroglyphics on the top of the mic, which yeah, I sent the picture. It might have like a stereo sensor from both sides. So you just like get, you know, mono sounds from both sides, just like stereo from both sides or something like that. A flowery symbol is usually used for cardioid as well. Yeah, so f two chan and four chan seems to be indeed like surround. XY is sort of card cardioid. And then, yeah. So the MS one has an infinity symbol and a cardioid symbol. That one is confusing. Well, according to the Amazon listing, it's got five built-in microphones. Aha, MS means mid-side. And then there's something called ambis ambisonics mode, which I don't know what that is or even how to get to it. But it does sound like a good name for a band. Now we're already getting into the details of one specific microphone <laughs> well i do want to point out that um i got the h2n like i said because rich said yo get this microphone but the h4n and the h1n both look like various generations of star trek tricorder equipment no oh. h1n is you know original series and h4n would be like next generation but i mean adam what do you want to say about your microphone it's a microphone it has no buttons no switches yeah, it's it's a microphone. That's 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 cool. Um, it's the microphone that like a vast majority of the show business has used for years. Yep, that's what I learned. Um, that's how I found it. So, <laughs> and you were surprised that this one, that this music store had it, and we looked it up, and it's literally like the basic for all shows. I mean, I wasn't like, that surprised, but yeah, I you just sounded pretty surprised. Well, I, I didn't know it's that popular, but basically I just read a blog post about various microphones and there were like many different options. And I was like, hey, this one is very decent. This one is very decent. It's not expensive. And a bunch of people recommend it or whatever. You know, I'll just go for it. So I just had this one microphone in mind from all of those microphones in the world. And I just walked into this tiny audio store and just like, hey, do you have this specific microphone? They were like, yep, there you go. And I was like, what? Um, and they even had it cheaper than in the eShop I was looking at. So I just immediately bought it. And then I learned, yeah, it's like the most popular microphone in the world made since the 60s. And you can use it as a hammer. And it just like survives everything. And it has a def decent voice. And it's like the industry standard vocal microphone. So it's the Shure SM58, by the way. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, let's not make it a quiz. Well, we could have made it. Out of curiosity, is the audio store still there? Or was it one of those magic stores that only appears occasionally? So th th there used to be a wall in there, just like plain brick wall. And you, you wouldn't even notice it, right? And one day, 
when I was really thinking about microphones, I was just like, oh, this store is here and it's been here forever, right? And I just walked in and they didn't even want money. They just, you know, w w wanted me to promise that I'll, I'll, I'll do good stuff with it. And then I just walked out and I, I don't actually even remember when I bought the microphone. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. So what I actually wanted to do with this topic is that I just wanted to walk through like various things that exist in the world that advantages and disadvantages, at least like what we learned. And then we can say like what we chose and why, but basically there's multiple options, what you can do with microphones, very high level. You can have a USB mic that you just like plug into the computer and just like, that's all you have. Or you can have a, an XLR mic, which is just the microphone that you plug with a cable to a different device, which is an interface and you plug the interface to your computer. And the advantage of this more complicated setup is that you can mix and match microphones and interfaces and the microphones are cheaper. So like if you switch to another one, you, you just buy the new microphone, not the whole system. They use, they usually better quality and you have just much more flexibility. So like the only disadvantage is that you have multiple things. Um, there's basically two main types of microphones condenser and dynamic and basically the condenser sounds better but it needs better environment because it picks up a lot of noise and the dynamic ones doesn't it doesn't pick up that much noise but it needs more gain and it the quality isn't that excellent as with the other one well that also depends on what you're going for right because if you put a condenser microphone next to like a drum kit it's not going to end very well Oh, interesting. Like it will way oversteer the microphone. Right. So yeah, maybe the dynamic is also more durable. Oh yeah. Like most certainly the dynamic ones, they're, they're usually way simpler also, which is why they're much cheaper. Right. And because of that, there's also less that can break. Yeah. Like it's literally just a magnetic spool. Yeah. With a membrane that just, the vibrates. membrane just moves through a, a spool and then that is directly connected to the output. Whereas with a condenser microphone, like you actually need power applied because it uses the differentiation in the power that goes through it to actually record the signal. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I read this blog post. It was by Marco Armand about like various microphones and interfaces and just like basically a really good introduction and we can link it. And he reviewed two interfaces, which is the box like between the computer and your microphone. And I chose the Tascam US 2x2 just because it was like tested, recommended. Also other sites have recommended it. So I just bought it. And then the microphone, I got the Shure SM58. Um, it wasn't on that list and it's not very popular seemingly for podcasting, but there's another microphone that is, and it's the Shure SM7B, which if you find the picture, like you, you might've seen it in various YouTube videos and like, it, it's a very popular mic. And I found a video on the YouTube reviewing that one and comparing it to my microphone, the Shure SM58. And basically the conclusion was that they're the same microphones and the guy was even just like switching the input as he was talking. And there was basically no difference. And 
Well, but like the microphone that that's the popular one, it's very expensive. But while mine wasn't very expensive, and the difference is that the more expensive one looks nicer, and my microphone doesn't need that much gain because it supposedly has a transformer in it. So like you can use cheaper interfaces because you don't need that much gain, so it doesn't pick up noise from the interface itself. So I just bought this one. I was like, hey, it's the same mic as the very popular one, just cheaper and doesn't look that pretty, and I I don't mind and. I actually like it. So that's how I have my, that's how I chose my microphone. So what do you have, Patrick? I didn't have an interface or anything yet. Um, and I had listened to another podcast that suggested uh, uh, the Blue Yeti. So I was like, well, let's just give it a try because it's well advised by other podcasts and other reviews that I read. It does seem to be somewhat on the way out or something because a lot of stores no longer have it, but it's a pretty nice microphone. I'd say I got it with the, the rest of the blue stuff. So they're boom arm and chuck mount for a pretty decent price. And it's actually quite nice. Like it just, it's a USB microphone condenser. So just a single cable. And that's it. It sounds good. And it even has a headset out so that you can hear yourself without like 10 milliseconds delay, which is quite annoying once you actually find out how much it is. Oh, yeah. That's what we actually learned about. It's called monitoring, right? And that's basically yes. a function. But that's basically that you can hear yourself when you're talking to the mic. And that's useful when using like a professional type of microphone that's maybe cardioid so which means like it just doesn't it 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 has a very very limited recording pattern if you talk to it from the wrong side you know it just doesn't pick you up so it's it's good to hear yourself but if you do it through the computer there's a delay which is really annoying but some microphones have, have like an input i mean output for the headphones or my interface has that and there's basically no delay yeah, it, it's quite nice also when you're actually editing it um i definitely found out that you want a very short output delay because otherwise you'll be staring at the waveforms and it doesn't match what you're hearing at all I was wondering why Brian is so silent. Maybe we're disgusting him with with just like going into too much too much detail again. But look, he just wrote on the Slack that his laptop died. <laughs> That's one thing that we learned about. So like for for the podcast, we each are recording separate audio tracks, so we don't so we have the best quality possible, right? But then you end up with three audio tracks. Yeah, we're each recording separately, and I'm using the SD card on this thing. I'm wondering if it's going to work. Oh, excellent. You're just going to get a wave file, though. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure Logic will deal with whatever I throw at it. Yeah, but like one of the recommendations was that, or just what people said well, in the blog post, that they have a backup recording of like everything. So they use something called Audio Hijack, which is like an application that records both your microphone, but it can also record like other things. So you can record someone else if you're with them on a call and they use it as a backup for exactly these situations where it's just like someone, you know, someone's equipment dies. So you can still at least have something, even if it's not the best quality, you can still have something. And we don't have that. <laughs> Back should just always uh, 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 also use the, as the recording of the Zoom. 
I don't think you can. So um, the way that I use the Zoom mic is I plug it into the USB port of the computer, and then I set it up as an audio interface mode, which I think shuts down all of the onboard software and literally just passes through uh, the inputs. Hmm. But what is interesting to me is I do firmly believe computers listen to us despite my years of programming and knowing they don't. And um, it, it was at 30 minutes... And then when I was like, no, nah, it can't be 30 minutes, it climbed to 37. And then it went through a reboot cycle for literally no reason. And then when we got back on the phone call, before I pressed the record on the Zoom, it was at 42 minutes. But now that it knows I have eliminated it, it's at 29 minutes. Although I will say, if this works, this is so much better. Because I'm, I'm on the call on my phone, and I'm talking to the mic with no cables. I am the king of minimalism right now. I have got you so beat, Adam. Well, the, the disadvantage is that, you know, if you hold the microphone like wrongly or something, neither of us can tell that it's not picking you up or it's just picking you up badly. Oh, I know. I, I am not, den I am not um, denying that this could all be completely useless audio. But it, maybe um, it'll be fine and maybe you will win. Just, you know, have your, your iPhone, your AirPods and <laughs> that's this microphone in your hand. That's like all you need. You can just sit in a sofa and <laughs> just talk. And we just talk for like, I don't know, 20 minutes about all the different types of microphones and everything. And then yeah. it doesn't care matter. Just get something simple and it'll be fine. I don't know. I mean, it, there's a um, line out on this thing, which makes me wonder if I could plug in a wired headphone and then hear what I'm doing. But you, that's but, exactly what that's for. But would you hear us then? No, I'd have to leave the other airpod in my ear um he could send the line out of his laptop into the line in on the microphone to make to keep it simple yeah well i i can't because i'm on the call on my phone oh well you can't your phone has a connection still for now at least that's true i could go buy some some lightning cable to line thing you could buy one of those bluetooth um, interfaces and you can connect your phone to the interface and the interface to a laptop that would be recording your phone and then you could somehow plug the microphone in as well and have headphones plugged somewhere else and somehow set it up so it works or you can just not also yeah not seems like a really good option i know i have the wrong trackpad here so i for reasons, I somehow ended up with two trackpads. So I have like each connected to a different laptop permanently. This is not the work laptop. This is my personal laptop, but I got the work trackpad on my desk and I have no cable. So I have to disappear for like a 30 seconds to get the other one. So uh, I now want to know. Yeah, give me 30 seconds. I need to take sure. the headphones off and everything. I will say this is one advantage to having all of your crap jumbled in a pile on your desk. It's not 30 seconds to go anywhere and get anything. Last night, I had a battery crisis, though. The mobile ran out of batteries, so I was going to put new batteries in it and realized that I only had three rechargeables, so I had to shove a random AA in, you know, to finish the electrical connection. And I'm back. So hopefully that won't die soon. In the meantime, the keyboard that I absconded with was too loud. Baby trying to sleep, so I turned on the wireless keyboard. It blinks a solid green light like pulsing every second or so 
<laughs> so that was bad. Would never connect to anything. So I started trying to figure out maybe it's batteries. Well, I have no batteries. So I'm robbing every mouse to go, well, maybe these batteries have enough power to power the keyboard. Huh, the keyboard still didn't work. All these batteries look the same. Maybe I swapped them, so I'd put them back in the mouse, prove the mouse worked, take them back out, get them all confused again. I did this for about 45 minutes. Then I just gave up on typing for the night. Let me take a note. <laughs> Brian has a loud keyboard. All right. I used to. Um, I this morning swapped it back for the crappy mush keyboard that I used to be using. Oh. Honestly, mostly because the mush keyboard has audio controls which is useful when you run your laptop in closed mode. Yeah, that's why I don't like my keyboard. It doesn't have audio controls. So I have to do it with my mouse in the toolbar up there. And it's just... Oh, actually, I have the interface. I, I can just use the knob here. Okay, never mind. I'm not using that computer at all. So I, I'm looking at the laptop keyboard for this one. But the, the, the loud keyboard is the one that I took in my grab-and-go that now I'm going to be stuck with until the office is reopened so I can return it. Uh, I just used the Apple Magic Keyboard. Yeah, that's what I used. And then I got just pain in my fingers. And I was like, hey, so what if I try to use a different one just to, you know, just for the change? So I bought two mechanical keyboards. They're the same, but like each has different switches. And I don't know if you're in the mechanical keyboard world, but like there's just yes. a bunch of switches. Yeah. And I have like three of them. Yeah, there's like three main kinds and then like different level of toughness or whatever, how we call it. But like there's a red, which is just a linear, so there's no click. Then on the other side of the spectrum is blue, like Cherry MX Blue, which is very clicky. Right. I was just going to say, like, be careful because yeah. the, the switch colors are different for different brands. All right. So I'm using the Cherry MX brand. That's a good point. Right. So the... Red ones are linear, no no noise. The blue ones are very clicky like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I got them for. And then they are brown. And then this brown switches in the middle. I have I haven't tried them. So I have the red and the blue. And I still can't decide which one I like more. Well, so there's two main things. Like you have clicky versus non clicky mm. and uh, uh tactile versus linear. Yeah. So you actually have like a lot of combinations. Oh, okay. So I just realized both of the it's, keyboards that I have here are Cherry keyboards, but I think they're from Cherry's garbage line. So green is clicky, robust, and noticeable. Tactile and audible. Okay, I learned something and I thought I understand how it works. <laughs> Seriously, this is the Cherry company, like the Cherry keyboards that they throw around in our offices? No, so this is not, a, Cherry is not a, keyboard brand it's just the switch brand so i yes. uh -huh. Uh -huh. i bought a gaming keyboard i think it's HyperX, and they use cherry mx switches this specific one is the one with the switches and you, you can't configure it you can't do things to it but it has the switches and i basically only bought it for the switches so i can try it if i even like it so maybe then i can invest in maybe building my own because that's what i learned about like I, I was just researching keyboards and they were even kickstarter campaigns just like we're building a keyboard and i was like hey how can i trust you that your switches or whatever are any good and then i learned hey everyone is basically using the same switches and all you need to change is just the keycaps and like the 
the body of the keyboard and electronics, but like the switches are the same. And then I realized, oh, that's interesting. So I just went to the local eShop and I found like, hey, they have a keyboard with the switches done. I want to try it. I'll see what happens. And I love it. The thing is that while most of the feeling comes from the switches, um, the different keyboard brands actually differ in how they feel. I should have things like the keycaps can be heavier, which dampens some of the return and the feeling from the more clicky keys. Oh, interesting. Um, stuff like that. So even though you might use the same switches, different keyboards will still feel slightly different. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't got that far. At some point, just dig way too deep into this all, into all of this stuff. Well, then we have we might have a conversation about that because I'm actually interested in building my own because I'm never satisfied with the keyboard. Like, I don't have audio controls and there's a bunch of buttons I can't even use for anything. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting crazy from the quarantine. Well, I mean, if you have buttons that you can't use, then you can always remap them. Well, not on the keyboard. I would need to do it in software. Um, that depends on what type of keyboard, because most mechanical keyboards have like a reprogrammable controller. Yep, not this one. Okay. I, I feel like you all are creating a business model for keyboard baristas. Yeah, but like that's, <laughs> but this very nicely maps to the podcast theme as we discussed it, you know, just fractal, just like, it doesn't matter how deep you go. There's always a whole new world of things. So there's, you know, computers, like not many people care about computers. And then you have like input devices, you know, there's just like, like seven people in the world. And then you have keyboards and they have keyboard switches. And then just like, ah, uh, and there's always, always so much things to you know, go through. It's very telling that you all are able to have this conversation about keyboard switches. And I, I literally have nothing to add. I, I think <laughs> I have purchased two keyboards in my life that were not literally the cheapest keyboards on the shelf. I still own both of them, and they're both the same identical Apple Wireless um, brand, you know, Apple Wireless model keyboard. So funny, funny you say that, like during the last recording, I would be totally on your side and I wouldn't understand anything about that. Like why, why do people care? And why, 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 why is that even a thing? Or is that even a thing? I wouldn't even know it's a thing. And it's just like, then I opened Reddit and went into <laughs> places and I, and it changed me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always any story that starts with, I opened Reddit is usually get a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. This one's going to be good. I actually feel like this is great foreshadowing if this makes the cut because I've seen your show plan and what you wanted to talk about with podcasting equipment. And I'm just concerned that the conversation is going to keep running on this same tilty parallel for a while. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, you know, I'll just go get more coffee. <laughs> I, what I won't do is type a letter because I'll be too embarrassed to use my keyboard. There you go. And the next episode, Brian will be here. So I bought like three keyboards and oh my God, we, we won't even understand. Dude, right now, I just like enough batteries to power up the wireless one. Um, you missed that whole bit. The child's mobile has stolen all of my batteries. Oh, that's that sounds safe for the child. So I'm waiting for the rechargeables to finish doing their magic. So there you go. That's the episode about us sharing our smarts and experiences with doing podcasts for for hours 
and everything went wrong.